What is up, everybody? We are back. We are back for another podcast. Do it. Coming at you once again every Tuesday. But let's jump in. I got, of course, a question. Like every week. You always get a question. Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, if you're watching, leave a comment. If that's a thing. (laughs) I don't know. I only watch. I don't know if anybody has ever commented in the history of ever. So be the first. On our podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're guaranteed to get seen if you comment on our podcast. to comment either. No, neither no, am I. I never neither. comment. Neither. But that's okay. Maybe my my, my social Spotify anxiety gets the best of me. YouTube. You're like, what if people see my comment? Yeah, yeah. I like when I'm scrolling <laughs> on Insta, though, and I see other people's comments oh, that yeah. I follow because, you know, I like puts them up mm-hmm. at the top. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they said that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Deep. Yep. <laughs> they said that. <laughs> they said that. Black it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Put it on a pillow. Yep. <laughs> but on, on a slow day. Mm. So we're okay. thinking nice summer Mm. Slow, relaxing, mm. beautiful day. What is like your go-to thing? Chores. <laughs> I wasn't ready for you that. You did not just say that, did you? Yeah, I'm that's serious. the most burning thing I've I'm ever talking heard. Talking about yeah. it on Sunday. So you'll the the message before this, the one on uh, the Great Commission. I like, I love chores. I like doing tasks like that. Let dust. Yup. Do you want to clean my house? Hit me with it. <laughs> right dishes i can go without sometimes yeah, dishes are the worst but mowing the lawn every day like if my lawn needed mowed every three days sign me up really love it i'm gonna get brendan a pair of white air monarchs to be the ultimate dad i just yeah. with the mowing shoes balance with the there's something Velcro. about like mindless cleaning you put some music on you got mm-hmm. an audiobook a nice podcast you just you're catching a vibe you're doing stuff that's productive like it's just it's it's awesome all Every right. Friday, two to three hours at least. <gasps> no, there's some things like I don't want to clean the shower. That that sucks. Mm. There's like routine things that like you. Like yeah, to yeah. Do. Like some of the big ones that it's like, oh, my back hurts after pass. <laughs> Need to get one of those fancy. I've seen electric it. scrubby brushes. Mm-hmm. It's really long. I buy a lot of gadgets on Amazon <laughs> that are like that. I just bought some cable hiders. If only Brennan was like a damp duster, 10, 20 years older, <laughs> he'd be all over the ads seen on TV. I, he would watch TV been. shows just for the ads. I've got a scrub daddy. Why not? Dylan, Anyways. what's yours? <laughs> we got to get this. <laughs> um, mine is just uh, hammocking by far. I have missed it. I need to go hammock. Like, give me a good book. Give me a hammock. I'm done. I'll yeah. probably fall asleep, fall asleep while I read. Well, but, that's, that's just part yeah. of the experience. Yeah. yeah. I should go on first because I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> hammock and a Slack book. lining? No. <laughs> I'm terrible at cycling. You I can barely, it? I can barely stand on the ground. I've never tried it. No, I have zero balance. My ankles okay. are weak. I broke my left ankle mm-hmm. in high school. I talked about it in a message. I yeah, think, didn't I? Yeah, and uh, never been the same. I broke my foot, a bone in my foot yeah. in middle school. Awesome. My balance is Garbo now. Roll my ankle every other week. Oof, doing nothing. I don't do that. <laughs> never broken a bone. That's impressive. Wow. I've only cracked a rib a, because a kid fell on me during a hockey game. Uh, wasn't that a bone? You broke a bone. A crack. No, not what, not what full break. Caught him. Caught him in a Not full break. Liar. Just a crack. What is okay. it? What's the difference? It's not like a. Okay. Full, what is a crack then? Just a little, little slice. Oh, Same thing. Like a, he's just trying to. He's trying to get us <laughs> it lost. It's not come fully break. Yeah. He's just trying to get like us a, lost. Kind of like a glow logic, stick, but. Yeah, I got I got popped like a glow stick. We rebuke it. A kid a kid fell on me. I got popped like a glow stick. That's the truth. So summer's coming. We're way off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So summer's coming. We're dreaming. We don't really know where we're at in headspace, but 
I'm good. The, su- the summer is coming. Seasons are changing. So that means uh, schedules change as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're a college student, uh, most likely the summer looks completely different for you. Yeah. Um, if you're a young adult, may- it, maybe it looks a little bit the same. Maybe there's just a little bit of change. But in essence, wherever you're at, it's going to look different. Yeah. Um, and so we just want to grab a seat, talk about what does that look like? How do we make the most of our summer? Yeah. Um, as these schedules change, how do we continue to grow? How do we continue uh, just to keep running the race of faith? I think it's in some ways something I really wasn't aware of, and maybe most college students aren't, that how the work life of like a young adult or like just workplaces changes a lot in the summer. Mm -hmm. Like I have some construction people on the Oasis leadership team who their summers are nuts. Yeah. Right, they're putting in 60, 70 hour weeks because yeah. this is the construction season. Mm-hmm. But that looks very different than when it's winter, mm-hmm. right? For a construction person or vice versa. Like, I know some people who are tax people, right? The spring for tax people is absurd. Wow. They're working insane hours. But when the summer comes around, that's when most people are taking their vacations. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're leaving early on Fridays. They might work a couple less hours, right? Here at the church, like, a lot of people would say, well, like, what's different between December and <clears throat> july at the church and activity wise not a ton but even just december and july yeah easter Easter is in between december and july oh yeah yeah (laughs) but between those two months like you got christmas but like really like practice wise like there's not a ton that changes Mm -hmm. but even here like we've got staff members who take long extended holidays we've got a pastor who's on sabbatical like jana's away at camp like there's all these things that kind of change the rhythm and routine of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I, I find you see that at a lot of workplaces, you maybe don't expect it. Yeah. yeah. So just because you don't have a traditional summer break doesn't mean your spring rhythm will continue to be your summer rhythm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially oh. in a, I mean, if you live here in Brookings, things definitely change. I mean, this the whole yeah. city's different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like if you've never been here for a summer in Brookings, like the different second vibe. college students leave, the vibe of the town is just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for two months, I'm game for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pace of life is slower. Hustle bustle. There's less people. Like it's less just traffic. Less traffic. Like everybody seems to go slower. Like it's a little bit more peace filled. Mm-hmm. By August, I'm like, bring them back. Yep. Yeah, because I'm ready. We're bored. But <laughs> bring them out. Bring them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about this routine and this rhythm change that becomes so good and bad mm-hmm. about summer? I mean, just in the in the change, we can get so stuck in the rhythm and routine that, you know, we come to Oasis every night, we listen to the podcast, we kind of get in that rhythm of yeah. like school uh, or work and then small group, Oasis on the weekend, stuff like that. Um, and, and we get into that rhythm. And so once that changes and we leave, you know, maybe go home for the summer, you know, Oasis doesn't really happen that much in the summer. There isn't as much to do that we can kind of throw the faith out the door with it mm-hmm. that we just take everything out. And, and so we only focus on, on whatever is at hand during the summer. Um, when in fact, what is, what is important is taking the season of the summer to refine and rebuild what was built up over the past few years or, or like of, over the past season um, or what we would say, I guess for school year for us. Yeah. Um, but taking all of the go, go, go that is our school year uh, of c- coming from Oasis. There's a ton of content that we cover. Yeah. Um, like you go from August to the end of April, our last Oasis, like yeah. we covered a lot. And so that means there's a lot of intake that doesn't count in your, your small groups. If you're involved in ministry team, we have our ministry team nights that we're delivering content. Like 
there's tons of places where you're receiving. Um, and so in the summer, you don't get to receive. And so, much, yeah. yeah, you don't get to receive as much. So there's time for refinement and just kind of processing through that. But it's still an opportunity to kind of revisit some things, change some things up. One of my favorite things about the summer is just getting to revisit rhythms, um, switch up my schedule. Like I don't have to worry about it as much. So I get to be a little bit more picky about like, okay, when I want to do things, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What would you say are maybe like hard, like you're, you're hitting at some of them, but like as people step into the summer, what are things that we would say, like beware of this temptation or this struggle when it mm-hmm. comes to continuing to walk with Jesus? I think one is, um, maybe on the flip side, like you've mentioned, like not establishing new rhythms, maybe it's trying too hard or putting higher expectations mm-hmm. on yourself in establishing new rhythms. And so, um, it can be easy to fall into the trap of, of wanting to do the right thing, having the right intention of wanting mm-hmm. to continue in, a, in faith, to grow, um, in relationship with God and to, um, maybe set goals for yourself. Um, but then not have healthy expectations in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes when our rhythm shifts, um, instead of having good perspective, we can put higher expectations on ourselves that can lead to disappointment if we don't meet those expectations. So what does it look like um, to find a new rhythm, to set healthy expectations, um, to prioritize your faith and practices? And we'll talk more about that. Um, but keeping in mind that God maybe wants to move in a different way than you would expect, mm-hmm. or he wants to connect with you in a way that maybe you weren't expecting. And so just being willing and open to allowing the spirit to move and to work in those summer months, yeah. maybe differently yeah. than he has. How do you feel like you set an expectation when God can kind of do what he wants, right? Like how do, how do you navigate <laughs> like, okay, I want to expect blank mm-hmm. but what if god's looking for this how do i yeah. reconcile those two things and step into summer with a prep a prepared sense of that mm-hmm. i think for me personally sometimes where i struggle with unmet expectations is when i put expectations on myself mm. um so i'm going to read x amount or i'm going to spend x amount of time in you know with god and it's about me it's about what i put in instead of being like okay god i'm coming to you and i'm going to give you my best yeah, yeah. and so if i don't meet that expectation but god has still met me then that's where i have to like reevaluate because the unmet expectation was with myself yeah, not with god and how mm-hmm. he showed up or how he revealed himself i don't know if that answers your question no i think i think it does in, in some ways and i would add even or change or put in a different caveat i don't know where it's like I think we can make the, our expectations, right? We can plan for it to be the best summer ever and like <laughs> mm-hmm. work is going to be great and I'm going to have this opportunity and this opportunity this, and I'm going to get to hang out with these friends and like go to this lake and we can have some of those expectations, but then blanketing all that with the expectation that it's subject to change. Yeah. Right. right? It's almost like at, ev- at the end of every one of your expectations, you should put a little asterisk and then down <laughs> at the bottom corner, just be like, God might ruin this plan. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. It's learning to hold all things loosely. Yeah. Like we can make plans, but it's learning to hold them loosely Mm -hmm. that you may have the next five, 10, 20 years of your life planned out. Yeah. But like God may say tomorrow, yeah, all that. Mm -mm. Nope. That's not what it's going to look like. And so it's learning like, okay, yes, I can step into this. I can step into summer thinking it's going to be the best summer ever. But God being in his infinite and outside of, being outside of time, like he knows what is to come. And so like 
you could go walk into summer saying it's going to be the best one yet, but yet God knows what that holds. Yeah. And it could be the worst summer ever. But that's okay because it's still you walking alongside God through that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next thing this summer kind of lends itself, if we can turn the page to maybe some good stuff, mm-hmm. right? there, we can come back to the bad if there's, if there's other things we need to cover there. But in the good, right, when we are forced to change routines, maybe you don't have class or you don't have work in the same way or like, when you're forced to change routines, it does give you a period of evaluation, or mm-hmm. at least it should, right? To step back and say, what do I want this new season to entail? And there's a chance for you to add things in that you've been mm-hmm. missing. Yeah. I keep having this conversation uh, with people that one of the most important things you can do as a Jesus follower is to personally spend time with God, mm-hmm. right? The Sunday night or the Sunday morning gathering is not sufficient for your soul. The Tuesday night small group, even if you add that in, probably not sufficient for your soul. Mm -hmm. You need a consistent time where you sit down with God, you read his word, you pray, you maybe do some silence, you do some journaling, some reflecting. Like you need this time and it can look a lot of different ways and it can be 10 minutes, it could be two hours. We just as people, we need that discipline in our lives. And so if you don't have that, and you're stepping into a new summer with a new job or new opportunities or slower schedule, whatever it is, what does it look like to add that in Mm -hmm. and to start to establish that rhythm in your life in May, June, July. So then when August comes back and maybe it ramps back up for a lot of people, you've established and have this bank of practice where you've trained yourself into the way of consistently being with Jesus each and every day Mm -hmm. so that when the tide comes against you, you can stand strong in who God has created you to be still. Yeah. yeah, And even, you know, for those of you listening that know that you already have a chaotic summer, maybe the, the, the lights just went flashing. You're like, oh, heck no, don't tell me to add another thing. Yeah. But this is where you fight for your faith. Mm-hmm. This is where you're called to, to stand up and contend for that. Mm-hmm. To say like, yes, I know that this is the time that I have, the time that I'm given, and I'm going to make the most of it. And so I'm going to fight for, you know, the hour in the morning where I get to spend time with Jesus. Or, you know, I'm going to fight for that time during my lunch break to maybe step aside and maybe not, uh, you know, go grab lunch with my friends all the time, but like take a step back and, and spend that time with the father alone. Yeah. Like it's fighting for those every single minutes that you can get, even if it's nuts to continue to, to come back, recenter yourself, refocus on what is truly important yeah. and, and let God lead through that. Like spending time in the wilderness. I mean, we talked about it this morning in our staff development meeting was that the spending the time in the wilderness, Jesus, before he did anything, spent 40 days in the wilderness yeah. and it was out of that. Then he did everything. And so it's in those moments uh, of quiet, of retreat, uh, of spending with God that then can empower us to do the things in he- ahead of us so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, what was I going to say? I lost it. For, oh, oh, Time with Jesus is something that's really adaptable to your, your plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think about, we do the things we think matter to us. So mm-hmm. if you value physical health, you're going to make time to, to work out and diet and do all those different things. And you see people who over their lunch break, they might go to the gym or right after they get off or they might wake up at the absurd butt crack of dawn. Like I was just talking to someone who wakes up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. to work out. But they value that, and that's the only time they're going to do it. And so they they sacrifice sleep or different things so that they can. But that's like, okay, you get sweaty and messy, and, like, you got to shower and, like, change and all those things. Time with Jesus doesn't even involve all of that, right? You could literally be driving to your workplace and praying. 
Mm-hmm. And that might look like what time with Jesus looks like that day. Yeah. It might be sitting in your car or working or sitting at your desk working and you have headphones in and you're listening to the Bible app read you scripture. Yeah. Right? That might mm-hmm. look like what your time with Jesus is. It might be finding that podcast and then having a conversation with a coworker or a cl- mm-hmm. or like a friend. Like it doesn't take 2 hours all the time to sit aside and like really like what does it look like in your maybe craziness mm-hmm. where you're kind of freaking out to still carve out time over your lunch break to read God's word instead of scroll on TikTok. Yeah. Like stuff, stuff like that Mm -hmm. where it's super adaptable to spend time with God. And also in the chaos in, in fighting for your time, let it be a priority to slow down. Like we weren't meant to work like crazy. I mean, the first day that Adam and Eve spent on this earth was a day of rest. It was the Sabbath, the seventh day that the Lord called holy. Like we were made to work, but also we need that rest because we are not God. Um, and, and so fighting for that time to in the moments that you can slow down, rest. If that means taking a Sabbath and you have the opportunity to do that, do that. It is the best thing that you could do. Um, but, but spend that time with Jesus. Let that be a rest for your soul. And so that you can go and do out of that rest. Um, one of the things that I've worked through is, um, not resting from work, but resting or, or resting well so that my work flows out of my rest. Um, so it's not just, oh, I'm just barely chugging to the finish line, but it's because I rested beforehand, then I can give it my full effort going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Jewish calendar reflected that. Yeah. Sabbath was their first day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their Saturday was when they would typically Sabbath and then that filled up their tank so that when they walked out the rest of the week, then they were giving from a place of, like, of, of, of substance mm-hmm. rather than the other way around where I think our culture now has our weekend at the end of the week and Monday starts our week. And yep. so we work all week. We get super depleted and exhausted and we stumble into the weekend and we sit on the couch and relax for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then we got to go back into the work week with like, maybe some energy to just deplete ourselves again to run the cycle and what it looks like. And, and that's not like a lo- huge logistic change, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't reorient the days of the week. <laughs> yeah. like they're still going to fall in that order. But it's a mental change to really say, okay, I'm resting deeply now so that I can give out of what is a supply that is within me. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to just like have fun this summer? And how does that help our soul to continue to flourish in that way? Yeah, I mean, doing things that you enjoy will refresh your soul, will mm. give you rest, mm-hmm. even if it's something that's high energy and crazy, especially if you're an extrovert, like that's restful for you, which is weird to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the things that you love fill up your soul, even in those, allow those to be moments where you connect with God. Like God yeah. is giving you joy as you read a book, as you uh, do art, as you take a walk, like allow God into that moment to talk with him, thank him for this joy that he's giving you. Um, recognize it, let it refill your soul um, to build you up. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. we're always doing things that are hard or maybe not quite as fun or even just mundane, they can feel draining, but to do something fun yeah. um, can fill you back up. What do you, uh, what do you do for fun? <laughs> what do I do for yeah, fun? Yeah, let's throw something, because mm, I think, because, okay, yeah. so this comes from a ba- there's a book out there, Rest in War, Ben Stewart, one of my favorite pastors. He's just, he's awesome. Love him. 
And in his book, he he highlights, and it's like a page, a page of a 200-page book. Yes. Like, it's a very quick blurb, but he talks about this idea of what it looks like to really invest time and energy in the things we love in order to protect ourselves from the things that are bad from us, mm-hmm. right? Like, <clears throat> if you are finding fulfillment in family, in friends, in God, you will not seek fulfillment as much in sin, mm-hmm. right? If, we, if we're experiencing true love and relationship, we're not going to be as tempted to, to be drawn into lust. Mm-hmm. Like when we have something that's valuable, we don't want the cheap substance. So continue to pursue the valuable thing. And mm-hmm. we, there's this diagram that goes with, that you can do. And one of the things he challenges us, the people to do is to fill out this circle of all the things they love to do. And as you sit there to try to fill out this circle, I think oftentimes we're easily tapped early on thinking, man, I, I don't love that many things. Mm-hmm right? My hobby list is much shorter than I thought it was. Like Mm -hmm. struggling to find out what we like as people. Uh, And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But so this question is kind of loaded, I guess. Maybe not for Dylan. He's a hobby guy. Yeah. (laughs) What did you do? What do I like to do? Sure. Yes. For fun? I went on a a tangent, but I'm coming (laughs) back. You're coming back. Yeah. You don't get to skirt the question. I mean, I love being outside, sitting Mm -hmm. in hammock, reading a book. Um, I get really, really re-energized by being with specific people who are energizing. Mm -hmm. I can also get very, very depleted by the wrong people. Kind of a weird introvert, extrovert in the middle kind of a person. Um, But specific people, whether we're doing something crazy and fun or we're just sitting outside, kind of staring off into space, casually talking. Like um, those kind of things. I like roller skating. Roller skating. Let's go. Jaina's new house is on a great little roller skate street. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And without any houses over there, she's Dana's like, starting roller derby. Except I haven't ro- I haven't taken my skates outside. I've only yeah. used them inside, so it'll, I don't know. Ruin we'll see. The rocks. But Dylan, okay. why don't you give us just a couple of your 14,000 <laughs> hobbies that you love to do? Um, I'll shoot I'll shoot for two. Um, the first one is hiking. Of course, mm-hmm. I love the mountains. Um, you can yeah. hike not in the mountains. You prefer like mountain hiking though. yes give me the mountains yeah i don't want no nature park right now we can go i don't want no nature park trail he doesn't like to trail walk i i I I want privilege i want (laughs) so i want the 14ers granola boy Um, hike but yeah i love hiking i love the mountains um and i always have i've always been like a climber monkey guy Mm -hmm. so like give me something tall climb it whatever um (laughs) but up until I knew Jesus hiking was just like hiking. It was just like going on a long, hard walk. Yeah. Um, but then like once I really like grew in my faith, hiking became so much more because as I walk through the mountains, I'm like, dude, I'm walking through creation. Like mm-hmm. the, like the God of all creation formed all of this thing that I cannot explain the beauty and splendor of with a word. Mm-hmm. And he created it like that. And so I get lost in like the majesty and wonder of just the beauty. And also I feel love feeling tiny when I'm in like looking at huge mountains. It's like, okay, it's not all about me. I'm just this little speck. Um, and so it's, it's really, really humbling walking through. And then, you know, of course, getting to the top and getting to see everything yeah. is just an amazing experience. And so hiking has become extremely spiritual for me. Yeah. Um, secondly is uh, filmmaking. I love telling stories. Um, storytelling is a huge part of my family um and i love creating and crafting beautiful images and 
capturing those pieces of creation that God has built. Um, and so just capturing that with beautiful in- images with a camera and then telling a story through those images, um, I mean, is just an amazing part of, I get to co-labor with the creator yeah. in creating something with my own hands. Um, and, and I do it to try and just tell the beauty and splendor of who our God is. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like reading the Bible. And <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I like leading Oasis. And oh, so you're the worst. Summer's really well, draining. that's it. No, <laughs> I love all outdoor sport games and not like the, not bad, like not basketball or like, I love soccer and I'm talking like the stupid ones. Like, spike ball, yes. <laughs> Ramp shot, yeah. Beersby, yeah. Well, with fake beer, yeah. you know. But like, uh, what else? What's the what's the one with the coop coop oh. with the block? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, cornhole, yeah. Bags. Like, you name it, I'm in yep. for sure. Let's <laughs> play all. Let's play all of the stupid outside games that we spend go. so much money on. And they're just pe- like spike ball net, a hundred bucks, piece of plastic with some yeah, cameras. That's like true. it's dumb, you could probably make but it. it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, if you got, if you got if you, pickleball, let's play right now. Like <laughs> that, I love that. What was the second one you said? Ramp shot. Yeah, what's that? Look one? it up. It's sick. I don't know if I know. We that played one. during COVID. It was our it was our COVID game, and so we'd go outside and we'd play for like six or seven hours at a time. <laughs> and you and Al. No, she doesn't play. I was going to say, who's we? <laughs> I would just, I usually oh, just play with anybody? typically like just like a group of guys, okay. but I'll play with anybody. Like I'll play with anybody. Um, you just have to follow the rules. I'm a oh, rule okay. follower. Well, so I'm not we playing your that. makeshift version of spike ball. And, and playing, remember, Brennan's got to explain the rules too. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, well, I don't have to. I like to. He would um, prefer to. Yes. Yeah. Because if you start explaining it bad, I'm going to correct you. <laughs> But yeah, all the games outside. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just do more fun stuff this summer. Yes. I think when it comes to this this warm weather and we finally have it, don't let it pass you by because mm-hmm. it's it's really easy, just like you said, to craft these expectations of it's going to be amazing and then to kind of stumble through it. And all of a sudden it's late July, it's early August, and we never got to go for the hike mm-hmm. and we never set up the vacation and we never hung out with our friends and we spent too much time at work and too much yeah. time watching TV and too much time scrolling on our phone. And like, just don't do that this summer. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. things you love, fill up your cup, enjoy with the time that you have. Yeah. Like let life be not so serious mm-hmm. for a period of time. I know. Like even this conversation that when we first talked about this, like it immediately inspired me so much that this is what I'm going to do this summer. Yeah. That is my one expectation for the summer is to write out all the fun things I did and literally make a bucket list for this summer. Dude, and then I've go seen do those, like the pictures, like parents yeah. will make them with their kids. And I'm like, I want to do like <laughs> Google summer bucket list, like project. Yes. They'll put like a piece of cardboard and half of it's like get ice cream. But some of it's like <laughs> go to a baseball game and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah do that you should make a list of 50 things and try to do all the fun stuff this summer and try your best to invite jesus into it like yeah we already have great things invite the greatest thing into it that's good point all right (laughs) anything else i think so all right have fun check you next week bye bye